So it wasn't until I was getting loads of messages from people being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, for, for what? <laughs> it's such a nice moment in the middle of, just in the middle of the game. It's like, and now we're just going to sit back and listen to the song. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> Before we jump into this video, we cannot forget the comment of the day. This one comes from Totally Not CPU, who commented on the Alan Wake interview, Ilka Vili, that I did very recently. The comment says, I've always said that actors who enjoy their roles thoroughly are my favorite, and I can say without a doubt that Ilka and Matthew, as a tag team, both gushing about how they love their roles is just such a treat. Alan Wake 2 was my horror game of the year for 2023. I hope that the DLC and a potential third game can hit those same notes. Thank you so much for the comment. And yes, it's incredible to see how Matthew and Ilka, they both enjoy their roles in Alan Wake 2. And it was, it showed, it presented the way every scene was. And I'm super excited for the DLC as well. And now joining in this episode of Behind the Voice is Rebecca Hansen, who played Elfira in Baldur's Gate 3. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. <laughs> That's cool. How how was your new year? Did you what did you do in to celebrate this 2024? Um, our new year was super quiet. So I spent it with my husband at his parents' house. Um, and we literally sat on the couch <laughs> with some wine and went, Happy New Year. Bedtime? Oh, Great. <laughs> I'm such a party animal. I know, that's the most boring story, but it was really wholesome and lovely. And we've had a really busy year, actually. Getting to sit and just chill with family was, was heaven. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. I, I like it. I also actually had a very chill time with my family. We didn't do anything, technically. Uh, and it, I like those things, right? I just chill out and relax and just do what I want. And when it's a new year time, you just cut a cake and like, yay. And we say happy new year to each other. And we just go by and probably sleep. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a decent and it was a fun, a good one. I think I, I, I know a lot of people just go celebrate and go crazy. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, I would rather sleep. <laughs> so. Yeah. I've never been, I can't do clubs. I can't do massive crowds of loud music and people. Yeah. It's not my thing. Oh yeah, that's the same thing. No. Oh my God. It's it's totally not my thing. I, I There's a lot of my friends who are like, let's go to this place. I'm like, oh, sure, uh, not me. So you can go. Uh, so I just stay back <laughs> and just do whatever I can. Uh, but do you believe- Like I'm there in spirit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you set your like goals for yourself? Uh, in the new year do you have like resolutions that people said do you have do you do that i think i stopped with resolutions that were um were really specific because then you feel as though if you don't achieve them you failed especially mm -hmm. when it's career stuff because yeah. you can have goals and kind of aspirations and be like oh i would love to do xyz this year but it's not like I have to do hmm. this this year because if it doesn't happen and you've tried really hard, that's the main thing. Like, there's no point in being disappointed that something didn't work out, especially in the creative industries. It's going to drive you completely mad. And uh -huh. um, so, so I, I try not to have a specific work-related resolution. I'll just have ideas of what I would like to happen. And then, in terms of life stuff, again, I think I have more just goals so rather than like i need to read a book a month it's more i would like to read more this year than i did last year mm. um and so it's in there were more achievable um 
I feel, which is maybe letting myself off easy, but I, I, I think it's quite a healthy way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, a lot of people set some really crazy goals when they start this year. I'm going to do this, I'm going to get that. This is my year to get that goal that I have not even started working on and it's way far ahead, but I'll do this year, which is great. Like, I'm, I'm happy, but like, I don't, it's too far. I, so it's like, I like setting just the way you said, like setting some goals that you feel that are more achievable and and that way you're happy and, and it, it all works out. And, and I like that. And, and I also try to do that. Uh, as well and reading books is something that I should do but I never do it uh, but it's cool that uh, we setting smaller goals that can be achievable instead of going big and crazy because then you kind of get disappointed if you don't reach them yeah and I think I know that I'm I'm real hard on myself anyway like you know I'm, I'm always like oh I, should, I could have done that better oh I should have done this so actually adding on top of that is just unnecessary strain like I know I'm not going to sit on my hunches and do nothing all year at oh, all yeah. so I <laughs> think course. yeah so and, and I know that I've got like wider um kind of career goals and dreams and aspirations but it's just that they don't necessarily have to happen right now right this year um and I'll be I'll be completely fine with that. And then actually, when when surprise things come along, which most of the time everything's a surprise, you're like, you want me yeah. to be part of this thing? Great, okay. And <laughs> um, like, you never know what's going to come up. So so it's lovely. You prefer it that way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and speaking of that, that you mentioned about something, and I was like, you know, uh, we are kind of like our, our own harsh critics and we just keep on judging and like, mm -hmm. oh, we did this wrong. How could we? And so it keeps on going. Is that something that you kind of struggle with or you are kind of in a good balance in a place where, yeah, I do that sometimes, but I also kind of appreciate myself on the work that I'm doing and also pat my back. Do you have that or it's more like you constantly are judging everything that you do? No, I'm I'm much better than I was. I think um, I went to a very strict, uh, very good but strict uh, high school, um, which very taught you to kind of be constantly pushing for more. Which for a little teenage brain, it, it does kind of start planting these weird seeds yeah. um, of 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 ways that you should be treating yourself and your brain and achievements and all of that stuff. And um, so I think I've had to kind of train myself out of that and be like, I trust myself that I put in the work. Mm. I would never turn up to anything unprepared ever. Um, that gives me the absolute fear. So I know that like, if it's an audition, for example, I know that I will have turned up, I will have done the prep. If, if it doesn't go exactly how I would have wanted it to go, like I clearly just wasn't hitting, you know, the the tone of what the director wanted or whatever then like maybe the part just wasn't for me but I really try and that's okay and we move on to the next thing um yeah. but obviously you know when when I first started acting as well it was like awful I'm terrible I will never work again um whereas now you you know the more you, the more you do it the more you realize like no it's just some things you're just not right for and there's other stuff that you nail and that's mm. just how it goes yeah. and that's fine yeah that's that's wow that's that's at the same time and that's true and at the same time that's so hard to achieve hard to get into that position where you are not so much worried about uh the results you're not so much worried about what you did and 
and something went wrong maybe but you, you're not so much judging that oh it obviously it's because of me uh but it's like you've, you've come to a point where you're you're more like okay yeah it, it, maybe i did something wrong maybe that it wasn't for me let's move on and not stay in this place forever um but as you mentioned like early in the process uh that must be harder for you so how were how were those days at the time when you started acting how were those days what what things were you doing to kind of you know stay in the zone oh yeah i mean i guess when you start out with anything and you don't have like a roster of work behind you you're almost you're having to prove to every everybody including yourself that you can do it so as much as you tell yourself like i can do this i can do this i can do this um it is sometimes like banging your head against a brick wall <laughs> like come on just somebody let me in um, so there was there was definitely there's been many tough days years even of just kind of going is like is am i on the right path should i even be doing this is there any point am i even good enough etc etc um, I think, I think because I, I love what I do so much. And I think that regardless of all of the self-doubt that creeps in, there's always that piece of me that is going, no, no, I, 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 I know that I can do this. And actually I love it so much, um, that I want to continue putting myself through all of the, 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 um, the hardship and slight pain of constant rejection. Um, because when you do get, you know, the the part or whatever, it's it's always the best feeling. And now I think it becomes easier the more you work because you've got, you know, that CV behind you. You've got the mm. people behind you that you've worked to have said, like, let's work together again. This was great. And you so you know that you are right for lots of things. Um, and you can just take solace in that fact and know that something else will come up mm. um, down the line. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really difficult sometimes, but checking in with yourself and being like, nope, this is still what I want to do. <laughs> okay, then let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's get the train moving. Um, uh, but do you remember your kind of very first project that you did when you got into acting? Oh, that is a, that's a hard question. Cause I'm trying to think what the first one would even have been because uh, obviously you know as a kid I did kind of uh like community theater things oh. and I was always that like you know I was that obnoxious four-year-old who if there was a stage and a microphone I would get up and like sing Baba Black Sheep in front of, you know I would <laughs> I would I would do like I'd need to perform as some and then obviously this doubt and everything kicks in when you're about 10 and you're like I can't do that that's awful um <laughs> So, but no, so I was always just performing for fun as, as a kid. And then I, I can remember kind of the first, I remember always knowing that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I think probably when I was, I started uni, that's when I started doing kind of um, short films and, and, you know, student productions and literally anything that I could get my hands on very much for free. Like you do, you do not earn any money when you start the career <laughs> at all. Um, but I met some amazing people and I got to, you know, uh, learn how to act on the job, um, which I feel is quite important. Um, so there, yeah, there's definitely, um, 
I was I was literally chatting with them. I was out with Jen and Aliona today. Oh wow. Um uh and uh and we were chatting about how yeah it's it's hilarious that you know when you're you're training on the job it's just a shame that that is being filmed um <laughs> so there's you know there's uh, it, yeah um so i can't remember the exact first thing that i would have done but it would have been you it would have been a student film of some kind wow yeah, yeah that's yeah that's crazy i mean i know like uh, uh, everybody just kind of like starts it all those like, kind of short films, kind of uh, new ideas that they that somebody else has, and then you guys come together and just have a film ready, and it's out there, and it's pretty cool. I, I I've never worked on anything, but I remember making my own kind of short film, just me myself, me being the writer, editor, director, everything. So I was doing this short, one small silly short film, to be really honest, and it was so fun to just do all, but at at the same time, it was so so fun to act whatever i did act uh but it was really fun doing that project and i mean to be honest you have done so much amazing work after like so far and being in a video game now uh, in Baldur's gate did you ever thought that acting could kind of lead you to work in a video game as a character no so that's the thing like yeah i started out kind of doing um screen acting yeah. um and then wasn't it was in 2019 one of my friends uh kind of said like you you love doing voices and accents and all of that stuff have you ever thought about doing voice work and I was like oh yeah maybe I don't know <laughs> um and I really have him to thank because he was the one who really prodded me and was like just make a voice real what have you got to lose <laughs> um and I was like yeah I guess true um so uh so I, I i made a reel got an agent and then um and then covid happened um and and i i'm so thankful for the voice work because obviously <laughs> film and tv completely shut down yeah um whereas you could keep kind of recording at least nothing's from home and i i had a few jobs already that i'd got before the pandemic um that that could kind of transfer to to home studio work. So so that kind of kept me going and kept me sane. Um and then from there it just kind of, yeah, it just it it took off. And um I Baldur's Gate 3 was actually the first voice job that I got. Wow. Which is which is ludicrous. And I pinch myself every day about how lucky I was and that that happened. Um and that they took a chance on me being like, yeah, I think she did it. Um, <laughs> and obviously, because it was mocap as well. So it's like yeah. straight in at the deep end. Um, and it was the most wonderful experience. And now I just, I'm so grateful for it. And and I'm so happy to have fallen into the wonderful world voice because it is just, it's the greatest. And I've met so many wonderful people. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it's so cool. Lovely to to know that that became your first voiceover work at the same time and video game and wow, Baldur's Gate as you mentioned, like it's such a insane game. There's so many people have played it, are still playing it, me included, and that they're just enjoying everything that the game has. And it's so awesome to see that every single character is fleshed out in a way that when you meet them and when you know a little bit and you keep on spending time with them, you actually you don't really get to know them and you feel for them and you know this what the story is and it's so cool because it doesn't i don't really see that in like in it, it, to be honest in any other game i don't really see that every single character has 
a so fleshed out story and so how like you you mentioned about motion capture and and i i don't know how it must be but like what was the experience like for you to like doing all the motion capture stuff in the studio I mean, they were, so we recorded it at Pit Stop Productions and they were wonderful at, um, you know, being really patient as you learn, like, what it was that they needed from you. Yeah. Um, and I think I was, because I was on it pretty much from the beginning as well. And so that was quite nice because they were still finding their feet um, mm. and and working out the whole, you know, uh, mocap to animation thing. Um so so yeah it was it was very very different it was a whole new kind of set of skills that you need to learn of, of moving naturally but in the context of a game mm. um and and obviously you know we're not um it's it's quite a specific type of mocap because we're not running around a massive studio it's not like the last of us where you're kind of performing the scenes yeah. it's is more you know you you start in a base pose you you kind of do your scene and you're talking but then you have to naturally come back into that base pose again mm. um and so that you know it's just a learning curve and i think you pick it up really quickly um and we had phenomenal kind of performance directors as well who were wonderful at giving you notes on just how to move your body naturally and, and make it you know seamless both for you and for the animators and, and everything so um, so yeah, it was a wonderful experience and Pit Stop were brilliant and very, very patient. <laughs> That's so cool. I know that you got, you, you, you were also directed by Neil and I, I think Jennifer English as well, both at one point in yeah, time. Yeah. So cool. That's lovely. Oh, wow. I, I, I did talk to Neil last year, I believe it was last year when I talked to him and his, he was just talking, he was, so, he was saying so much good stuff about the game. He was like so proud to be. And he mentioned about how he directed as well and being in the, the studio with others and, you know, working on this game has been like so incredible for him. But yeah, like it's, uh, I just love the fact that there's so many actors who got to be in this game and, and that in turn like created a game like this that when it finally got released in a full version, it just skyrocketed people started playing got into it and there's like so many people cosplay and people make fan arts and and you know do covers if there are songs and all that and so what what do you think about this like insane success that Baldur's Gate has gotten it has already won the game of the year award in the game awards there's so many nominations in the BAFTA game awards like what are you what are your thoughts I mean it's it's incredible I am um a tiny cog in this machine um so it's it's really it's it's um everybody that was involved way more than me um <laughs> deserves everything because i've i've you know i haven't played the game myself because i'm awful at games so i have watched other people play it um, and it is just the most magical beautiful detailed complex mind-blowing thing so i just i i cannot fathom the amount of hard work that has put into this by like everybody on that creative team so um so yeah uh they they deserve game of the year they deserve it they worked so hard um and i am just very very humbled to you know kind of be there with my little my little hand being like oh i, I did something too how nice um oh man. yeah 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you, you also deserve all the praise because like you've done such an incredible job playing playing Afira, and I, I remember there's so many scenes, but I remember uh, meeting her first, and I was like, oh, she's so sweet, and then. And then, then the other scene happened. I was like, "Why this happened?" And it was like the dark urge and the the, the death of her. Uh, and I was like, "Why?" You did the dark play. Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "No, why?" And I, 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 I think I immediately switched over to my other save. I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not continuing with this one. <laughs> this is not good." Because it was just felt <laughs> miserable. I was like, "Oh my god, she was so good. What did you do?" <laughs> I was like. So it was crazy. And, you know, what was, what was your reaction finding out? Like, oh, I die <laughs> by, by this guy. And so what, what was your what were your thoughts? What, what do you think about, like, that whole moment that it's in the game? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I knew that that was a thing. Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, uh, so it wasn't until I was getting loads of messages from people being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, for, for what? <laughs> and then it became apparent that there's a whole playthrough that you can do where, yes, Alfira is not in it for very long. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but but that's that's also fun because it's, it's shocking and loads of people have, <laughs> loads of people are like, Oh, I I wanted to see more of you, and I'm like, yeah. that's nice. You can play again. <laughs> Don't pick the dark urge. Yeah, just, just load <laughs> load again and just go through, and you have a much better time. Because oh my god, I just did not like like why did they go with that direction? This is not good. <laughs> so I was like, I was kind of very mad. I'm like, no, but I'm happy that I could go back and then do something else. Um, but uh, speaking yeah. of like all the all the shooting and everything, like what was a day in the life for you during that time period when you were working with Pit Stop? Like how what would you do in the set and how things would proceed? Um, I mean, so I I was working on it for four years. In that time, it was very much kind of sporadic on and off. So there could be weeks where I was in like three days and I wasn't again for like two months and then I was back again because they were writing it while they were hmm. um recording it all so yeah. um also I, th I feel like Althea became a bigger character than she was at the beginning because it I I kind of you know I did however many months on it and was like how, how long will this be for and they're like <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know uh, and then you know four years later they were like yeah no I think she just keeps pop up in random places I'm like great um so so yeah it wasn't like I was in uh you know Samantha uh Beer who plays Carlag has the most you know crazy stories of her uh yeah. schedule when she was recording it's it's uh, it's immense and she is just incredible um so no for me it was it was pretty chill you know I um get the train to get the credit in go on in get a cup of tea everybody's lovely we'll chat you know what we're doing today and then i'd get the get the suit on when we do like a warm-up um both for my joints but also for the animators to make sure that it's all synced up um and then you've always got a voice director and a movement director uh either in the studio or on zoom and um and then you just so that's it's normally like four hours uh, if you've got lots to do it's like a four-hour mm. session um 
and uh and and you just you just go through it um the 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 weirdest thing for it probably is the fact that you're having to jump through so many different emotions because obviously there are like very complex dialogue trees which i am relieved that i was not in charge of in any way shape or form um (laughs) there's obviously so many different options you can pick when you're chatting to somebody and um and so yeah having to go from like you know singing a nice song with somebody to uh, like crying because they've smashed your loot um, and then back again and then and then you know because then you meet them later and you like them or you don't like them mm. uh, um, so you're you're hopping about the shop quite a lot um, which is which keeps you on your toes but it's great fun oh wow <laughs> yes oh my god you talked about some great scenes but yeah like it must be it so, sounds so crazy where you jump between scenes uh, and I know like it's not always done obviously especially for this game it cannot be done sequentially there's no sequence per se so you have to go back and forth on different things and do different scenes was that a kind of a fun challenge for you or 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 was that sort of also kind of sort of a learning curve how how was it overall doing all of the scenes in this particular manner um i think it was fine because it was good fun um, and you've got wonderful directors on board who kind of keep you on track and can be like, okay, so for this line, we've just come from XYZ location. This thing has just happened. You're feeling like this. Let's, you know, play with it and see what comes out. Um, and and yeah, so you've got such a wonderful team of people behind you who have uh, who have the story in their heads and know exactly what's going on. So you never feel lost. Um, and also I think coming coming from doing film and TV as well, where you're constantly jumping around, like you never film anything chronologically or mm. very, very rarely. And so you're used to kind of doing, um, you know, one one really happy, dancey, clappy scene in the morning and then, you know, a really horrible scene five minutes later. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to kind of jumping between emotions, but that was... Um, that was jumping between emotions on speed. Um, <laughs> it was great fun. <laughs> wow. And, and you know, like, I think one of the most biggest thing that obviously Alfira has and everybody like has largely connected to is obviously the song Weeping Dawn. Did you ever thought that it would be this impactful that people would be out there now making covers on, you know, making different covers on YouTube and pushing them out on whatever they can? Did you ever thought that that moment could get that much impact? No, I didn't. I I mean, I heard I this obviously years ago and was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that it's that it's taken off and people love it. Um, how wonderful. But no, I don't think I'd really thought about it. And obviously I didn't know what they were going to do with it in the game. I didn't realize that it was going to be, you know, like a, a proper cutaway. And, it, you know, mm. it's just, it's so beautiful. And it's such a... Um, it's such a nice moment in the middle of, uh, and just in the middle of the game. It's like, and now we're just going to sit back and listen to the song. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, so I, very pleasantly surprised as I have been with absolutely everything to do with this game. Um, how how lovely people are and how much they enjoy it. So, yeah. Well, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and there's more to come, but I need your help to make this podcast even better. You can join my Patreon, that is patreon.com slash behind the voice, where you can get some perks like getting high priority to the questions that you want to ask with the guests, getting episodes earlier than anybody else and more. 
Visit patreon.com slash behind the voice and help support this podcast in the best way possible so that it can get better every episode. And now let's jump back to the video. But you know, like there's so many, so many good moments and you mentioned about like the destroying her, her, her loot. And like, I was like, why is that an option? I, I was like, I just couldn't understand like those things doing to her. And, but I really liked that part after once that is destroyed. I really like that after how you reacted, it was really powerful. And I really felt sad for her. It was really powerful. So I just want to say you did such a great job there. I was so, so brilliant. I loved it so much. It was just like, just went through me. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, I felt it. I was like, why are people being so mean to her? She's nothing but nice. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. But yeah, that it, it, there's so many cool moments, but I remember you saying, I think in the previous interview was you, you, you did do like the one shot campaign. So how, how was it doing that last year? Um, oh, the one shot, yes. uh, the D, D campaign that I did. Um, so the one shot that has now turned into a series that, cause nothing is ever just a one shot, is it? Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, um, called Shadow of an Empire. Um, it is run by our phenomenal DM, Jack Hollard, and uh, kind of, I think maybe initially orchestrated or thought of by Fraser Blackslin to play as Damon. Um, and uh, yes, it is so much fun. Um, I only just started playing D&D maybe six months ago. So I have like my... Uh, I say personal campaign. I am absolutely not running it. Uh, we have a <laughs> brilliant woman called Beans who 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 is DM that one. Um, so I started playing with with this lovely group of people kind of six months ago, and then um, so felt confident enough when uh, Fraser like, were like, "Would you like to come and do a live D and D campaign on Twitch?" And I was like, "That's terrifying." <laughs> yes, let's do it. Wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we're we're going to be recording um, the kind of future episodes uh, imminently, which wow. is very exciting. Jack is putting in so much work; uh, his imagination is just mind blowing. Uh, very happy to be along for the ride. Wow, that's so cool! Yeah, it was really fun watching that, and like it's fun and it's so amazing because I feel like because of Baldur's Gate three, especially, uh, a lot of people have gone into doing their own D and D campaigns. They have never done it but they want to jump into it. They jump into it and play it and experience it. I tried it. I'm bad at it. So I was like, I don't think so. It's made for me, um, but I really did my best. But yeah, it's so cool to see everybody trying it. But at least I know a lot of people who were kind of doubtful about playing the game themselves. Like, oh, this is probably not my kind of game. And they, but they still tried it. And I know you mentioned that you, didn't, you don't play games, but do you think of trying the game out ever? Oh, yes. Um, I just, I'd be terrified to stream it because I'd be so bad and people would be like, just, just walk forward. It's not that hard. And it'll just be me like running in circles being like, how does this controller work? Um, so it would just be really soul destroyingly embarrassing for me and everybody involved. Um, <laughs> so I, I enjoy, I enjoy watching other people play because they're really good at playing. And so it goes, you know, 
it's almost it's like it's like being in a car with a really good driver you know mm. when you could just sit back and relax you know you're in safe hands and <laughs> yeah. um, so, so i'm one of those people that like would really really happily just sit beside somebody on a couch and watch them play a video game but i have no interest in taking the controller myself <laughs> oh, wow. i i i completely understand i think i think i've told my kind of my sisters and everyone like be like hey i think the see video games have gone into a direction where there's like story and like characters and uh would you like to try and they're like oh no <laughs> I, i don't think so i can hold a controller or whatever this is no so i'm like but they're good stories of course but no so i i can i can understand it's very intimidating to get into it because there's so much controls and you see a controller you get like what how So I can be very intimidating. But have you ever tr- played games ever in your life or was that something that you never did? Yes, I had the GameCube when Ooh. I was uh wow. Child. Um and I played Animal Crossing on the GameCube and I had a great time. Um so that was <laughs> the mini game I played. Um uh wow. I, <laughs> And I'm trying to I'm trying to think if um if played anything since then. Um but n- no. <laughs> uh, my my husband my husband does every so often play um wow. but he enjoys games that kind of uh like Ratchet and Clank is one of his favorite games, which oh. I think is is more like there's it's I I I haven't really watched him play that much. I don't know much about it. I'm so sorry if people out there are like what are you talking about that's nothing to do with the game um but i think it's it's quite you know you're you're constantly um just fighting things is less it, there's a story but it's less kind of narrative based mm-hmm. um, and i think for him that really works just to like switch his brain off at the end of a really long day um so that's that's the kind of games that he plays which i'm not particularly interested in i i enjoy like a, a narrative characters voice acting all of that stuff um oh, wow. so so hence why i do really enjoy Baldur's gate um yeah. i just prefer watching other people <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey that's that's great i mean to be honest it's just same for me because i love playing games that have a story because i want to connect with the character i want to connect with the story and if i do that if, if the game is able to help me do that then it's so fun to experience it i'm just like i'm all in i'm a big fan of dramatic moments so any of drama and stuff that that's happening i'm like i'm all for it and that's where i'm looking for moments uh, some scene that can help me connect with that character connect with that moment and when that happens it's just such a good time and i'm like all for it so there's so many games that i play which has that music that keeps me driving has that scene that makes me go wow it's just like that's where i I'm clicking. So I love those things. Uh, and, and a lot of people will be like, but don't you play games? Like, yes, but I, I also want to see that. So it's it's just uh, it's, a, it's a fun thing. And, and there's so many, and there's actually some games that actually just, you don't do much. You kind of like simply just walk around and you just see the story, you know, kind of go by in front of you and you see characters and you talk to them. And then you have like kind of choices like Baldur's Gate. but you don't do much you just kind of walk around and it's very simple and relaxing in some ways but the stories can be a little darker but like there there's those games as well so i think I, I, it's at least right now the the games where people who have not been into game or have never played the games can actually see and experience what their those stories are instead of just going all crazy and just slashing and just smashing controllers 
but yeah, that's like we, <laughs> we have come a long way and there's like so many different games and I just love that, that we can experience everything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, whatever you're into, there's something out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you have like kind of like a memorable moment as you were working with uh, with Pitstop Studios? Do you remember something that you would always remember as you worked on this project? Mm. Okay, I'm going to try and give a different answer to what I gave before, which was the playing the lute, which is a stick with balls on it. But that is really like <laughs> the main thing like that just sticks in my mind because it's it was so oh. funny and it was so much fun. Um, and <laughs> just, yeah, you, you, when you just kind of realize in the moment what it is that you're doing, you know, it's like 9 a.m. on a Monday morning and you're standing in it in a full black suit with balls on it holding a stick pretending to play chords and you're like this is weird man this is my job this is so fun um and you know you've just got <laughs> all these professionals in the studio being like nodding their heads like yep this is what we're doing this is this is what we need um, <laughs> so like that really does stick in my mind as as like a uh, a key wonderful woman um wow. and, <laughs> um and i'm trying to think of some other ones i mean uh, so I also voice Yena um, mm. in the game, and um, uh, I can't. I don't want to give too much away because obviously lots of people have only just started playing or they've not finished it yet, and all of that yeah. stuff. So there's there's um there's some uh, there, playing Yena was a lot of fun because I got to have um, I got to kind of you know try to find the physicality of of, of a kid yeah. who you know is is nervous and really sweet and like what how would she stand and 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 all of that stuff so that also was so much fun because obviously you know with film and tv i would never get to play a 10 year old that would be weird <laughs> um so so the opportunity to be able to do that was was great yeah wow that's so cool yeah uh it's such an amazing to to hear that that playing that that instrument <laughs> with a stick Oh man, it would be, it's so hilarious to just find out like, okay, I, you were doing this scene on a stick. I'm like, oh, that was good. Oh, sh sure. <laughs> I just, I'm just kind of imagine like, okay, I guess that worked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how uh, they're able to take that and then convert it into something like that you can see in the game. Um, but when you first saw yourself in the game, like how you looked and how everything is and how everything, all of it looks, uh, what was your kind of initial reaction? Was that, uh, or like kind of also hearing yourself in the game? Was that kind of weird to like hear yourself like, oh, he's coming from that character? Is it, is that, was that weird? Or was that, you know, kind of an own experience to see it? Yeah, it was, um, it was really, it was, it was a lovely experience. I mean, when I'd first gone in, um, Pit Stop have all of the kind of D&D &D hardback kind of manual books and wow. so they had flicked to the page scribing like tieflings obviously I had done my research before and looked it all up and what have you but it was really it was fun because they kind of described ish what she's going to look like so I, I kind of had the image in my head but then seeing her for the first time and everything that they'd you know ugh, she's beautiful <laughs> um, and it's yeah so it was just um it was a really lovely moment uh kind of getting to watch and listen to 
something right in front of me that had been in my head for a long period yeah. of time. That was really, that was good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, she is really, really cool. And I love the design, love everything about it. To be honest, I love everything about that game has. It's, it just looks so beautiful, so cool. The music is amazing. Everybody, every character design is amazing. So it's really, really wonderful. And, you know, like, you've, again, as I mentioned, you've done such a great job of working and being this character that people are loving. People are really enjoying it. And so I just want to overall just say thank you for doing that and just being the best that you could. Uh, but it, it was really cool to see you on The Witcher Season 2. Uh, I was like, wow, listen, I had no idea that you would be there. So what was, what was like working on The Witcher? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah, I again, I appear for the shortest period of time. Like, I, I have no claim to being a large part of that show, but it was it was a magical, uh, like, small period of time to be a part of. Um, was yeah, it was mind blowing. Like the the sets on The Witcher are just phenomenal. Uh, you know, the whole the whole uh, thing is just. We were filming in a studio in Arborfield for kind of the scene you know, at the end of the episode mm -hmm. that I'm in, yeah. um, where we're all sat around this big kind of table and we're discussing this thing. Um, and there's um, there's an actor called Sean Dooley who is in that scene with me, who is one of the nicest actors you will ever meet in your life. He is just, he deserves all the good things in life. <laughs> um, but obviously, because we were filming in a studio, they had loads of the other sets kind of dotted around, but hidden behind these like big walls and I was like oh my god I wonder what's in there they look amazing and Sean was like let's go have a look and I was like I can't do that I'll get in trouble and he's like I won't so <laughs> so he just took her around and like you know we just got to walk into these just you know phenomenal sets that have all just been thought out so beautifully like to the most minutiae of details on the table um that that was that was a magical experience because you, you feel like you're there you feel like you're in the world yeah. um so i was really lucky to get to go to those um to go to get to go to those studios and to get to work with sean who had the guts to be like yeah let's, let's go and have a look around just be like oh we got lost sorry <laughs> um but nobody mind nobody minded it was fine wow. um, so yeah it was it was magical and nerve-wracking and all, as all of the best things should be and um, you should always be always have that those happy happy nerves in your tummy and you know that you're doing something good yeah, yeah wow that's so cool yeah it was it was yeah the the whole witcher series in itself is like just everything said as you mentioned like just looking from from our perspective i can only see if that maybe that's said maybe that's not but like it's everything looks so cool just watching it and you know i, I really like the scene i really really enjoyed the witcher i'm just enjoying it as well and i, I played the games as well so uh, it's just it's just so cool that we we get to see that. But you know, like you mentioned, like the the sets being so cool and all of that. Is there is there a franchise or kind of like a movie that you would love to be a part of? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I I love period dramas. Um, wow. So if I could be, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm Downton Abbey was on. I I was like, oh man, I'd love to be in that. That would be so much fun. Um, I want to just run around in period clothes and 
speak properly um so yeah i would love to do i'd love to do like a period drama i'd love to be um my cat just walking along the street don't mind me um uh, but also i i i do love fantasy i absolutely adore fantasy so so getting to be a part of the witcher was a dream and i would love to be part of anything else that is set in in that kind of world where it's just there are you know there's magical elements the costumes are just stuff that you never get to wear in your daily life um yeah that would that would be a dream (laughs) wow that's pretty cool um do you have like kind of a favorite movie of yours that uh like if you wanna if you're talking to anybody if this kind of discussion comes upon you would always say this movie's name all the time i don't have a favorite movie i have um i enjoy like i really love 80s and 90s films i think that there's just something so um i enjoy the grain on them i know that's like a strange yeah, thing to say but they're just they're they're just so beautiful um and i feel like now that things are you know 5k hd ultra <laughs> you know it, it's <laughs> yeah i know i get it um, it's it's really cool um but but i don't know i think there's something really special about those kind of like 80s 90s films so like i love i love the goonies i love galaxy quest i love eris Bueller's day off um you know to name a few uh princess bride all of those oh, wow. kinds of things um so if i could go back in time and be one like part of one of those films that that would be great <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome um well before i let you go uh I, I would love to do this that i i actually stopped doing but i would love to ask you kind of five random questions about anything so i i i, I hope it, that that'd be okay to do that just five random questions of anything I hope that's okay. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> All right. uh, so, it. I see you have a cat around, but do you like cats and dogs both, or do you just like cats more so? I love cats and dogs. When I was a child, I was obsessed with dogs. I so desperately wanted a dog. I wanted to be George from the Famous Five, <laughs> a golden retriever called Timmy. Um, wow. But my my mum, bless her, is. Uh, so incredibly allergic to animals um, and she loves dogs um, but we couldn't have one because she would have an asthma attack um, uh, almost immediately so I so desperately wanted a dog when I was younger I think now though um, you know life is really busy and as much as I adore dogs I just know that I wouldn't be able to give it um, the the the, time, the energy and space that it yeah. deserves you know we have a small house in London and um, uh, and I don't you know live if I if I worked from home all the time and I had a massive park down the road, like that would be totally feasible and absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I just I just know that at this time in life, I wouldn't be able to give a dog everything that it deserves. Um, whereas our cat is the most chill thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. We kind of we leave her for the day. She sleeps pretty much all day, and then we come home in the evening, and she likes her cuddles and strokes, and then she'll just go and sleep again. Like you know, <laughs> she's she's so chill. Um, but we're very lucky with her. She does is she is an affectionate cat. She really likes to kind of like have her chin scratches and and everything, but but isn't needy at all. So we perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good thing about cats that they can just take care of themselves and just don't need all the attention all the time. They can just do whatever they want. You're there. You you're in the house. Great. Uh, I'm just gonna do what I want. Uh, so I love I love that. Uh, is there a piece of advice 
that you ever received, whatever, or the best piece of advice that you ever received in your life, whether it's acting or just in general? Hmm. There probably are some really good ones, but the first one that pops into my mind is, um, oh, actually, no, okay, I've got two. So my mum says, you know what? It's good enough, um, which I think I really enjoy. Like we we both are really hard workers. We're both quite hard on ourselves. And I think that for us having that, you know, take a deep breath and be like, you know what? Good enough. Like we're perfectionists. And so yeah. being able to step back and be like, everything doesn't have to be perfect and that's okay if for us it's quite healthy um and and one of the things that my husband said to me was um you know you have to learn to be content with the low ebbs of life which i also really enjoy and i think especially came you know to the fore in in covid where it was like yeah mm. you do have to just enjoy all of the little things it's so important um because why do the little things have to be little things like yeah this is what life is um enjoy all those moments enjoy your cup of tea at lunchtime savor it enjoy looking and doing spotting a bird you know and just wonder what its life is like oh oh, oh, you know that that seems like a silly example but but all of those things you know life doesn't need to be um constantly doing you know crazy jobs and and meeting amazing people like that's wonderful and i love all of those things too but if you you can't be doing that every day Mm, um and and that's okay in fact balance is really important so both of those really sound advice for people yeah that is a great advice to be honest yes you like we should enjoy every moment that there is that life brings us. And I love that example, actually, that you gave about like, you know, just looking at outside, looking at the bird and thinking about because I've done that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is really cool that I went into the thought process. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to go back to this. But like, it, it's so cool to they just look around and just be in the moment and just enjoy what we have right now. And instead of worrying and complaining and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a that's a great advice. And I love that. And if is there a piece of advice that you would like to give anyone, whether they are starting out in acting, whether it's, again, life in general, What what is that piece of advice you would like to give? Ooh. Okay, I'll give for, for acting, but also I guess it can kind of be applied to lots of different things, but it is just um, have other things that bring you joy. Um, because I think when I when I first started out in this career, I really put all of my eggs in one basket, which, you know, it's it, it's important to to have a focus and be like, this is what I'm doing and 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 I'm going full steam ahead with it. Of course, that's that's important and that's great. But I think it's really um I think it's really good advice to have a lot of other things, hobbies and and mm. uh, and things that bring you joy, because otherwise you're gonna get so caught up in this one thing that you're trying to do and when you don't have full control over it and it's not going the way that you planned and you have no nothing else to be like you know what i'm going to park that for now i'm going to focus on this thing it can it can play with your brain whereas even if you have you know a hobby that is like one of my simple hobbies is crochet i like i like to sit and like watch something on telly and i'll crochet a scarf you know easy it takes your mind off things you're creating something um 
And I always feel much calmer afterwards. So like regardless of like what crazy day or anything that bad has occurred, I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to do this other thing that I really enjoy. Um, you know, so yes, I think have, have other things that bring you joy. Very important. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's 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 great advice. Yeah, to have that, you need to have that uh, other thing, uh, as you mentioned, to keep uh, to keep on going and trying new things. And yeah, that's pretty cool. That's I love that. I love that. I try add that as well. It's sometimes working, I guess. <laughs> Figure that out. Um, but uh, okay, the other one is like, what is what is kind of your biggest obsession in life? Oh, my biggest obsession. I think it fluctuates. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if I have like obsession that has, uh, <laughs> no, that's a shit obsession. Um, <laughs> uh, um, okay. So what, like, yeah, uh, I get obsessed with, um, with different things as, you know, in different parts of my life, like a book or a show mm. or whatever. So like last year, my obsession was this new musical called Operation Mincemeat. It's just like one of the best things I've ever seen. And I went out and told everybody they have to go and see it. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> and I had the album on repeat for months. Oh, um, man. You know, so I just, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll get obsessed about different things kind of each year or sometimes each month. <laughs> um, but my, my, <laughs> my, my overarching uh, obsession from a childhood is probably, um, this is such a rubbish one, but it's, it's tidiness. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed with things being like tidy and clean. I'm wow. I'm one of those people that like I am. A, yeah, I can't go to sleep if things aren't kind of in some order mm -hmm. in the house. Yeah, <laughs> which which is boring. But hey ho, like that's part of my personality. We're going with it. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's boring. I think that's great. I, I, a lot of people have that. Like. Uh, and it's it's good because uh, to be honest, like I, I know like uh, my my mom and my dad they both have it, and that has gotten up to me. So I do that every time. I'm like, it has to go. Yes. It's kind of like a, it's it's weird. Like I'm doing this. I'm like, I, I remember like just just tidying up, and I'm like, it's weird. I do this every time. <laughs> I don't know, but why? But I do this every time. It's good. And then I realized, like, why am I even asking this question to myself? <laughs> just, just let this get this done. <laughs> Let's move on. Like, so yeah, it's just, it's just weird, and it's cool. I like that. It's a, it's a good obsession to have, and it's a actually, it's a very good uh, thing to have. Like, you tidy your room, clean your stuff, and just like it looks better, you feel better, and uh, it's like it's fresh. It's it's cool, and it, it's good to be around instead of like things out there here and there it just doesn't feel right yeah, <laughs> yeah. has to be clear space clear mind exactly yeah. clear space clear mind if it's i like the... only could know how to sum things up together <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you had the opportunity to create a video game yourself uh what what kind of story would you like to tell Okay, so yeah, it would need to be very narrative based. It would need to have lots of in depth, interesting characters. Basically, Baldur's Gate three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah, it would be set in some kind of. Um, it would be set in a fantasy land. There would be magic. It would be beautiful animation, um, but it also wouldn't be particular island. You wouldn't have to fight lots of things. <laughs> it would be more kind of like. Now get to this place and you'll get a prize. Uh, 
and go and talk to the gnomes under the mountain um, and they'll tell you where the treasure is. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. Oh, that's so lovely. I, I think there's some games like like kind of like this where they're everybody's like kind of relaxed and just doing because you know, like Animal Crossing where you're just doing you're just chilling out, you're just doing your stuff and like it's just very chill and calm and you just don't do you're not fighting people for no reason. So like, I, I like that. I like that there's magic and all that stuff and so you know in that time period. I would love to. Uh, it would be a very cool and calming game. Where you just come back from doing whatever you're doing and just come back and relax and just get in the narrative and get to know and enjoy the stories. That'd be great. I, I would love to play that. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the end, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time really and talking to me about your character, about acting, about, uh, you know, all of this nerves and all that stuff. Thank you so much for, for doing this. This is, this is really, this has been really fun. No, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. <laughs>